Welcome on back to the Catch My Drift podcast. This is your host, Matt Kelmus. And today, joining me on the phone, I got Cousin Noah. Cousin Noah and I uh, recently this spring took a trip down to Nebraska. So we're going to kind of go over that trip and how it went for us. Also talk a little bit about how our seasons went turkey hunting back home in our home states. Well, joining us from Partyville, Wisconsin, over the phone, we got Noah Karens, also known on the show as Cousin Noah. How are you doing tonight, man? Not too bad. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. Uh, well, anyway, we're just on here kind of talking uh, about our turkey season. You still still got a tag in your pocket, so you're not totally eating, uh, eating tag soup yet with a side of humble pie, but uh, you, so you got, a, <laughs> you got a couple hunts left, right? Yeah, I got... Uh... I'll wrap up here Wednesday on this Tuesday night on this tag. I'll be done, but okay. I could I could always buy another one if I wanted one more season yet. But and that one goes to the end of the year, then end of May. Uh yeah, I believe so. Okay, it'll roll through Memorial Day weekend. I believe I have to check the dates on it again. Yeah, I think that sounds right. In in uh, Minnesota, where I am, um, they've got just one final season, and it's a two week season. They call it uh, season F. So. It starts, I think it started May 18th and goes to the end of the year, which is a, a full two weeks. They kind of give you a big, big time at the end of that, end of that, and the season here until the end of May. So a little bit more opportunity sure. for them. I'm, uh, I'm pretty much hung up and packed up for the, for the turkey season spring here. So I won't be getting any <laughs> extra, extra season or extra tags or anything like that. So Yeah. But anyway, um, just kind of on here to chat a little bit about our, our Nebraska trip that we took together, um, talk a little bit about hunting our home states. Um, so I guess to to keep chronologic, uh, for take take that into consideration, I guess let's just start uh, start right away with the beginning of the season. Now, you had a tag for third season in Wisconsin, season C, correct? Yeah, I applied for season three, or C they call it, just because of... Uh our trip, usually I use it to do a second season tag, but yep. with that trip, I just applied for a third. Yep. Hindsight, I think I maybe should have did a first given the year, but you know, it was a nice year and I don't know, I didn't and kind of missed out on that, but that's all right. Yeah, it is what it is. I had, uh, I was going with my, my bow this year. So in Minnesota, if you go with your bow, you can hunt all six seasons. Um, like kind of like the last season, they give you a little bit more opportunity with your bow. I don't know what the, what the thought is totally behind that, I guess more opportunity. It's harder to get one with your bow. Um, but anyway, I was, uh, pretty fortunate on my opener, uh, of the season, season a, um, I was actually able to tag out. Um, I had to drop my wife off. We, uh, she got in a little fender bender, um, <laughs> a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks before the season. So she had, uh, had to take her van in, the old silver bullet in to get repaired and get wrenched on. So I had to drop her off, uh, on the opener and it was kind of a nasty day. It was kind of, there was actually snow flurries. So, and a little bit of rain early in the morning. So after I dropped her yeah, off, I, a- I, yeah, it was definitely cold. I remember I driving up to the spot, uh, that I had, that I had, it was, I saw 32 on the truck. So yeah, definitely probably a better day to scout. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I had all my I had all my gear on my bibs and <laughs> heavy coat, and 
Yeah. But anyway, I took uh, I took my blind out because I was with my bow. I had all my stuff and this public hunting, This it, it's a wildlife management area, not too far from where I live, uh, probably about 15 sure. minutes away. I, you know, I had, I had scouted that area earlier, um, in the, in the late winter, I was actually out there looking for antlers and I saw, I didn't end up finding any antlers and, um, but it, it, it kind of looked like a promising spot. I saw three different areas of turkey sign tracks and, uh, you know, turkey shit, I guess, of course, but there were, there were other tracks and scat tracks and scat. Yeah. Um, but there was, uh, <laughs> in one area on the, along a field, there was a wing feather, um, maybe, I don't know, as a crow flies, a, I don't know, eighth to a quarter of a mile, not very far away. There was a, it looked like maybe a coyote or something had killed the turkey feathers everywhere, sure. you know, no bones or remains or anything like that, but just obviously definitely a fight, right? <laughs> obviously something had died there, you know, a turkey had died there. So that was, uh, that was, you know, um, uh, observation number two and then there was another uh, like a body feather that i found at another field probably maybe 600 yards from that spot so i knew there were turkeys in the area um and i guess later that next week i went back and put a couple trail cameras out and just kind of let them soak um and i you know I, I went back maybe two weeks later checked them for some reason only one of them was working i don't know if it was a SD card issue or, or whatever, but I've never, I've had that trail camera for maybe, I don't know, three or four years. And I've never really had good luck with it, you know, towards the end and, you know, like the first year, first year it was really good and it worked and everything, but I never really had good luck with that. So I don't know, it was out there just, just to have extra eyes on the field. And, um, but anyway, that one didn't work on the other one. I did, although I did see, um, some Tom's, couple groups of hens some jakes um a guy with his dog <laughs> a guy with his dog shed hunting uh, a bunch of bunch of deer so i might actually this fall go as just another option to have go go set that trail camera back out there where i had it because there were quite a few deer using that that spot on that field edge so yeah yeah it's all good information right exactly so anyway uh, i knew you know there were turkeys around which was good so I had this had to drop my wife off, like I mentioned, to get the silver bullet worked on, and um, marched out there. Had my had my my pop up blind, my bow, all my snacks, my <laughs> my my warmest clothes. Um, I actually wore my <laughs> wore my uh, knee high muck boots that are they're the Arctic Arctic sports, so my feet were pretty warm, thankfully. But yeah, it was cold cold day. But I had planned on sitting out there. Um, you know, kind of until the late afternoon, just kind of just sitting all day, listening, opener day. I, you know, never really like to miss out on any opportunities, opener day. So right, marched out right. there. That's another way to kind of scout, you know? Right. Yeah. Just listening for them. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I got out to the spot where the little parking lot was and there was a, uh, there was already a, already a vehicle there, which is kind of a bummer, but it's a big, uh, big walk-in management area. Sure. And um, as I was pulling in, some guy got out, real nice guy. We kind of talked a little bit about, uh, you know, hunting and whether he'd been here before and kind of blah, blah, blah. But he was up from the cities, uh, city slicker down in, in these parts. So <laughs> kind of a bummer, <laughs> but whatever. Public land, they got every right to be there just like I do. So yeah. talked a little bit to him and he uh, he actually shot at Jake that morning. He was just sitting sure. in his sitting in his SUV, smoking cigs, waiting for his buddy to... <laughs> 
buddy to get done who was already out there. Uh, so yeah, he, we talked for, I don't know, maybe five minutes and I, you know, kind of shared with him, you know, my, some, some trail camera information that, you know, his, he kind of explained where he was, where his buddy was hunting, which was pretty close to one of my trail cameras. So it was a good spot. So I kind of went to the other area, you know, maybe a quarter mile away. So, um, yeah, just kind of went out there and sat and heard some gobbling, uh, sounded all pretty far away. Um, I had a plan to kind of go in that other direction, uh, the direction that I heard the gobbling the next morning, but fortunately I didn't have to. Um, so about two thirty rolls around and, um, I had kind of, if there were turkeys approaching, I had, I had one of my windows open, you know, a few windows open in the blind and, um, I'd kind of expected them to come from where I heard them gobbling if they were going to come, but had my right. windows to my east or which was on my right side, I had them closed, just a little crack. And all of a sudden I picked up my call. I was calling maybe, I don't know, about every half hour. And all of a sudden I pick up my call and I do two two strikes on my slate call and look up and there's two Jakes walking right at my Jake decoys or my Jake decoy <laughs> and hen decoy. So I quick stopped and <laughs> set it down and, um, you know, I, I, if there was a, if there was a Tom that was coming in, you know, it was a, I was guaranteed, obviously you guaranteed to try to shoot that, but, um, right. two, two Jakes walked in and, you know, for me, uh, that, that spot, it's, you know, public ground, it, you know, people hunt it, they hunt it to hunt it. And, uh, I, you know, I wasn't going to turn my nose up at a Jake, you know, I'm not. That's exactly right. Yeah. I, it was a good opportunity um that they gave me and i i i took it so it was kind of the you know to be honest it wasn't the best hit that i had and i you know i shared that with some of my friends and um i shot him i don't know why i you know a million things could happen i you know didn't practice too much the wind was blowing you know xyz who knows i you know a guy can make up an, a million excuses why he missed that oh, that turkey you know yeah and i you know I'm not here to do that. I just missed bad, you know, had a bad shot on him. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does it. Right, right. Does. Um, so, yeah, just kind of shot low. I actually hit him kind of low in the body and took out his right leg, and um, he flew off kind of over the hill. And I knew I hit him because, you know, his leg was dropped, and his buddy he got the heck out of there pretty quick. And I kind of, you know, watched where he, where he kind of flew off. So I said, well, geez, Louise, you know, give him a little time. So I went and picked up my other trail camera and kind of packed everything up and went off and looked for him and just kind of took my time. And I had a real good beat on where he was. You know, he was flying past this tree, heading to that tree, you know. And then, yep. like I said, I'd That's scouted that much. area. I'd scouted that area and was shed hunting there. So I kind of had a good lay of the land and he was heading where he was heading. So kind of went that way. And about 500 yards later, there he was dead. So. Thank goodness. Um, you know, you never really, you always feel bad about bad shots, but I mean, yeah, dead turkey yep. is a dead turkey. So <laughs> we, uh, we, I brought him back, cleaned him up and we ate him later that, that next day we had some pulled turkey sandwiches and that yeah, was great. Made him in the crock pot. <laughs> you just kind of, I put a little, uh, little pickle juice and a little Italian, uh, Italian salad dressing and cooker for eight hours on low pulls apart real nice and make some coleslaw and get some King's Hawaiian roll buns and stack it on up and slather a bunch of your favorite uh, barbecue sauce over it. It's great. It's fine dining. It is, man. It is. 
and that little peanut of mine, she really just she just ate it right up, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, I guess really, you know, too much, not too much on this podcast. We don't talk uh, really about equipment that we use, but one thing I guess that I wanted to highlight was I a couple years, maybe two years ago, or one, I can't remember when it was, maybe two years ago. Um, I bought uh, my uncle Charlie, who's been on the podcast, uh, and I um, this this backpack. It's called a Beard Buster. And I, or maybe that's the company that makes it. But anyway, if you just Google Beard Buster Blind Backpack, it'll pop right up. But it's this kind of like this big backpack that fits pretty much all your gear. And your, your pop-up blind fits like right in the middle. And it's got straps and buckles that you can cinch everything down real tight. Um, we used it in Nebraska when we went, when you and I went down there. So you yeah, can, that thing was I mean, that thing was amazing. Yeah, I mean it it fits everything. I mean, we you can fit your your pop up line fits right in the middle. You got room for chairs on either side, and they strap in too. Um, I was carrying my gun in it. It fits. Uh, you know, it's got a little zipper pocket for a couple calls. I had my water bottle in there. Yeah, so my blind, two chairs, gun, water bottle calls um and i was even carrying my collapsible um hen decoys um out there so yeah you can really fit a lot of stuff in there um and i I mean i really like that backpack it's nice the other thing i really liked about that was how that gun actually strapped in there instead of you know like how you're always using your sling and it feels like your gun's always slipping off your shoulder right i mean you packed it up into there and you could forget about the thing almost exactly yep think there just it's just like a backpack Yep. Yeah. And it's got a little strap that goes around your barrel too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So it doesn't, yep. you know, none of the buckles mar it up if you got it painted or, or whatever, but yeah, it's a nice, nice little, nice little deal. So yeah, I think it's a real deal. Yeah. So, um, kind of switching gears, switching, switching States. Um, after that, we, we headed down South, um, maybe, I don't know, three months before, before season started, we were kind of talking one day and, um, I don't know, just kind of thought, hey, let's uh, let's just try it. Let's just go to Nebraska and see, you know, see what we can do. Um, you know, obviously down there you can shoot uh, three three birds a spring. Anyone can shoot three birds a spring, which seems like a lot. And, you know, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite it's quite the structure they got down there for the season. Right. Yep. You know, so date, nothing. You just buy your tag and go. Right. And kind of, you know, a little bit about the – our research, you know, after, after about, you know, like I said, three months before the season started, we kind of just threw out the idea and kind of went with it. And, um, you know, we talk maybe once a week about it and what we're going to do and, you know, what we're, where we're going to go. And we ordered some, uh, some a public, uh, public hunting atlas or public ground atlas, yeah, I guess you'd call it. You got. Yep. So we ordered a couple of them and just kind of started paging through them and figuring out what, Pageant. uh, highlighting yeah and then we you we also um you also found a pretty cool map online didn't you yeah yeah there's uh, i mean pretty much anything you can think of they seem to have a map for but yeah they had that it was like a population density map or something and i don't know the year it was released or anything but it seemed to kind of work i guess it gave us a you know, the best idea you could have without actually going out there and looking for yourself. Right. I felt like, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, depending on what year it was, was published. I mean, those turkeys right. were there for a reason, you know, cause they feel comfortable. They got what they need. So we kind of just overlaid that with the public hunting atlas and kind of, 
I don't know, just did some e-scout and I, I sit at a computer a lot at work. Uh, <laughs> so I got yeah. a lot of, a lot of time to look at Google earth. So. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it all helps. It all helps. But once you don't really know until you're there, you know, you know, exactly. So uh, yeah, you can do a lot of internet scouting. It can help you out a lot. And it also isn't, uh, isn't the holy grail to anything by any means. Yep. Yep. So you came, uh, helps. you came up that night before we left, kind of hashed out an exact plan of where we were going to go, what time we were going to leave. And we left pretty early, which I think was a smart move. Kind of give us more yeah, time. We, um, we kind of started traveling, I guess we kind of picked it, you know, it wasn't the quickest way, you know, if you pick your final destination and you know, it says it takes, I think it said it took like eight or eight and a half or nine hours to get there. I can't remember exactly, but, um, yep. we ended up getting there in about 12 hours just cause we were kind of driving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had to check it out as you went through it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it may not have been the, may not have been the quickest way there, but we definitely, um, definitely found some more public ground and, um, saw some, some birds that were on private land that we, you know, tried to get, get, uh, get on. We stopped at one specific spot that was, I mean, it looked good. There was, we just saw Tom cruising middle, you know, maybe midday. midday, Yeah. And, uh, knocked on a couple doors. Nobody was home, but yeah. Yeah. It's hard to catch it's hard to catch, you know, farmers that time of year, you know, everybody's out turning dirt and yep. Yep. getting their seeds in. Exactly. I always kind of feel kind of feel bad, especially, you know Yeah. The farm it's never <laughs> like it's never like, you know January yeah, when when <laughs> waiting around. Right. It's never January when you want to ask a farmer permission when he may not be as busy or, you know, right. July when his corn's growing, you know, <laughs> when he's got a little <laughs> yeah. bit more downtime. It's always Right when they're trying to get their seed in the ground, or right when they're trying to take off their crop, and <laughs> you always got to bother them. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So yeah, we we were kept heading down to that spot and kind of checking some spots, and we kind of kept those spots and you know in the back, kind of on the back burner with this with this end goal in mind, this end spot in mind, just kind of as a plan B. You know, if we didn't see what we like, we could always head back. So we marked right, those you gotta, spots. You gotta have options. Exactly. So. We ended up at this uh, this national forest, and it was pretty cool. Um, you want to describe that a little bit? Oh yeah, that that place. It's the uh, largest. I believe it's the largest man-made forest in the uh, United States. But yep. uh, I mean, that thing was just. I think they say it's ninety thousand acres or something. Or yep. Ninety thousand acres of planted trees, but I mean, it's just a monstrosity of a forest. Yeah. And it's literally. I mean, you're just driving, and then there it is. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it hits you right in the face. But I mean, that that place was beautiful. It was, yeah, yeah. it really was. To kind of describe it, it's uh, you know, out there there's there's these sand. I they call them sand hills and sand hills. Yeah, I don't know. Part of the part, I guess, how I I would describe it is they're. I mean, obviously, sand hills. You know, like they say in the name, but. <laughs> I guess about the height is they're it's probably like exactly. Yeah. They're probably about, and they're probably about half the height of the bluffs around here. So, I mean, when we were walking through and we could get over them fairly easy without getting too tired or out of breath. Um, yeah, but it was, they were all just covered in pine trees, which was, it was really neat. Yep. It was okay. like someone went through the whole place with a corn planter full of pine trees and just laid <laughs> pine. 
Yeah, it was cool though. I mean, it, it didn't really, none of, not too many of them were like in rows or anything. It was, you know, just like straight up forest. Like it had been there, you know, I'm sure it was old and had been there for, I don't know when they planted it all, but you know, years and years. So it, it, I mean, it felt real. It didn't feel like you were hunting in a, you know, cornfield or anything with all the rows. So that was nice. Right. Um, yeah, we got there and, uh, first day we just kind of, we got there, I think about four thirty. Changed to our hunting clothes and grabbed a snack and kind of just pretty much just drove around and tried to get a lay of the land and figure out what looked good. And um, I remember getting down there. It was pretty warm, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was 70s, maybe 80s. Yeah. Upper 70s, I think, is <laughs> what I remember. So air condition was definitely on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got down there and just kind of wanted to get a lay of the land and um we figured if it's hot i mean they may they may want to be around water so we kind of used our our phones and on maps on that and kind of tried to find some water and drive by it and see what was going on and every once in a while we'd you know park truck and strike out on a little trail here and there just to kind of make some some calls and see if what we could hear if anything we could get anything to respond and unfortunately we didn't we saw saw a lot of hens though yeah it seemed you know, I, there were so many trails in there that you could actually drive, but yeah, it seems like, you know, we'd cut maybe two hens here and there or something and mm -hmm. every so often, but yeah, I think driving around just that first afternoon, if my memory serves me, I think we saw 11 hens that first day. So quite yeah. a few. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, we kind of developed a plan for the morning. We knew, um, we had gone we had gone there with the intention of camping and uh <laughs> weather permitted uh we we quickly changed our our tune we had our tents with us and all our camping gear we had some cots and our little you know coleman stove and all that all that gear and had it in the back of the truck but that first night and i'm glad we weren't out in it <laughs> in in oh God, absolutely because it was a there was a pretty brutal storm so we uh, anyway we we went camping in this uh or no, we we went into this town to get away from the camping and rented a hotel room kind of developed a plan and uh yeah kind of figured out what we we're going to do with this storm um and got up early that next morning and uh grabbed the grabbed the pop-up blind and I'm glad we were underneath it cuz it was it was nasty <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh my god that was horrible <laughs> i think i mean it was just raining lightning yeah yeah it was bad um one time we were sitting there and you know the 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 lightning was all around us it pretty much seemed like it was constant um, oh yes but we were sitting there and all of a sudden we heard this crack behind us and this i mean Normally when you see lightning, like off in the, in the distance, they always tell you, you can like count whatever, six seconds. And, um, every six seconds is a mile away. So, you know, you're counting, you see it strike and you're counting up, to, you know, all right, 12 seconds. So it's two miles away, but this was like instantaneous, like light and crack at the exact same, at the exact same time. And it was like right behind us. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure we could have found the tree it hit. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't far. It uh, it definitely rattled our cage a little bit. So, <laughs> but I think I think that morning we got out there just in time. We got set up just in time. Yep. That, like as soon as we got into that blind, it was raining. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then it was leaking. Yep. Yeah, it leaked a little bit on us. So much rain. 
had our I had my rain gear on in the blind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nice blind. Yeah, but holy moly, man! When it's raining that bad, you can you can be in it, and uh, yeah, whatever you're in, I think you're going to get wet in that kind of rain. So, oh, absolutely. Yep. So yeah, we um, I don't know what we sat till I don't know probably ten thirty or so once we kind of got hungry and we had some sandwiches in the truck that we packed and so we sat till ten thirty and kind of had a little bit of a break in the weather so we popped you know broke down that 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 setup and got back to the truck had our sandwiches and kind of developed a game plan we weren't really getting the the biggest warm fuzzies out of, out of that spot and. And we talked to a guy. Um, I think his name was Eric, wasn't it? On the, he was a forest yeah. service forest service worker. Guy. And uh, yeah, kind of talked to him. Real nice guy. Um, he actually was from I forget what part of Minnesota he said he was from, but it was a it was a town that I had recognized when he said I think he maybe went to school in Mankato. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, talked to him for maybe half hour and exchanged information. Super nice guy. I said yeah, if you're ever up. Uh, ever up visiting again just give me a shout maybe get out fishing or something so um yeah talked to him for a while and i guess kind of the vibe that we got from him was that that uh there's a lot of people using it and yeah it definitely had a lot of traffic yeah he also made it sound though a lot of people only hunted out of their trucks yep you know stuff of that nature they didn't really get out into it but i mean it was just there was so much forest that you could you could disappear for a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. A week. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, we kind of talked to him and, and we had a, a break in the weather. So we kind of had an area picked out. There was a road and um, kind of right in the middle of this, this place. And we decided let's just, you know, strike out and just keep walking until we, until we feel like we've walked enough, I guess, or until we got one. Yeah. So um, just kind of struck out headed headed i think yeah headed west and the end of the forest and just kind of called every once in a while we'd walk over the you know the next drainage and call and kind of almost like you you know you do elk hunting if you're trying to locate a bull a bull elk you just kind of walk and call down the drainage and no no answer you just head to the next one so that's kind of what we were doing is just uh trying to locate one make a play on it and um i ended up it was cool part i ended up finding uh uh an antler right side of a of an eight pointer. So I packed that up and took it home. Um, yeah, we, uh, I think we had an encounter with a hen, didn't we? Yep. We did have an encounter with a hen that day. Yep. Um, that was kind of towards the end of it. And then we kind of had a front pushing in again. Yep. And when that kind of showed up, we tried to play that hen out and she kind of shut down on us or worked her way opposite of the truck i believe but uh-huh. that storm was coming back in at us and i think we kind of i think we kind of just gave up on her right yep with that storm coming yeah we, just, we were just kind of figuring maybe she's got somebody else with her maybe she's got a tom with her or whatever so right. if we can you never know yeah if we can sass her enough to get her over uh, maybe she'll bring him with you know so anyway yeah like you said we pretty much got blown off the blown off the hill there and had to get back to the truck the uh, storm and lightning and all that thunder was coming we could see the wall wall of clouds coming right for us and it was coming pretty quick so anyway got got out of there and maybe 15 minutes after we got back to the truck it started raining oh yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so it was a, we were, we were beating feet pretty bad, you know, pretty fast back to the truck. So oh, yeah. got there right in time. So anyway, we kind of, after that, we, I don't know, weather was just kind of getting us down and I mean, you don't really want to sit out there in a full on thunderstorm. So we just kind of came up with the idea of, we'll fuel back up, get some gas in town and, uh, just kind of drive around and I guess look for them. So we, uh, Got some gas, and just like that, you know, we were we were actually parked underneath a uh, train bridge, um, kind of seeking shelter and trying to figure out where we should go. Pulled over to the side and cracked the windows a little bit for some ventilation. And like I said, the weather kind of had us down, so we were kind of bumming out, hanging our heads. And oh, yeah, every every day it seemed like you were fighting weather. Right. Yeah. Like you had one good day, you had to just give her. Yeah. But uh. Exactly. Yeah. Whether it was wind or sleet, rain, whatever, we kind of ran into it all. So yeah, sitting there, sitting there <laughs> underneath that bridge, moping, and uh, all of a sudden we hear. I'm like, what? <laughs> we had Are to we... have been there. We had to have been there like forty-five minutes at right. least. Yep. When we were looking at maps and yep. you know marking spots on our maps, thinking this looks good. Okay, we'll try that, and then head here. You know, just yep. scouring our maps and trying to just pick pick out something that looks good along this river. And oh yeah, was, like I said, all of a sudden, I'm like, what the heck? Are we hearing things? <laughs> like, what's going well, it on? It starts to get to you. I mean, anything. <laughs> <laughs> and sure it's enough, he 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 fires off again. And uh, this gobbler walked out of this woods to the left of us, gobbled a few more times in the road. And we're like, oh my yep. gosh, like, this is insane. We've, we've gone, you know, 24 hours we've been hunting and haven't heard a gobble. And this is the first one we hear. It's, you know, 50 yards in front of us right on the road crossing it. <laughs> we're like, what the hell? <laughs> so he keeps on crossing the road and he keep, he's just gobbling. It's how if we can hear him gobbling the whole time. And we're like, well, what the heck's going on? So fire up the truck and kind of drive ahead a little bit. And he's making his way to this other Tom. And he's got two hens with him. Yeah, so, which we didn't even know if he existed until this guy, you know, pushed over and we followed. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we're, we're like, you know, then it's go time. We're like, you know, trying to figure out who's who owns this property he's on and, you know, and whatever. Right. Whatever we can do to try to get permission on this property. So, we fire over to this, this shop that this guy had, knocked on the door and, Sure enough, there was somebody in there working on wrenching on something. I don't know. And uh, he's like, no, I don't own it. But that lady over across the street does. So perfect. Well, <laughs> all right, thanks. Pew, we're out of there. <laughs> so fire over to her house and knock on the door. And it, it was kind of weird. She was just watching a movie, I think. But no lights were on. So I was like, oh, gosh, nobody's home, of course. So yeah, um, yeah. She comes to the door right away and talked a little bit to her and um, nice, nice older lady, just, um, you know, nice old lady is all, <laughs> that's all I guess I can describe her as, but talked with her a little bit, maybe five, 10 minutes. And she said, yeah, you, you can go. Uh, I said, she said, you can go and hunt them. But I said, yeah, there's a couple of them out there and there's with hens and blah, blah, blah. And she's, well, I only want you to shoot one. Um, you know, I, I like, <laughs> I, I like, I like looking at them and they've been around and I haven't been seeing too many this year. So if you do shoot one, only shoot one. So I said, okay, deal. Um, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, 
I noticed in her in her landscaping up front in her yard, she had a bunch of shed antlers kind of around. So I said, oh, I got something for you. So I ran back to the truck, grabbed the shed antler that I found and gave it to her. Said, she said, oh, no, no, I don't want it. But, you know, uh, you know, that's okay. You can keep it. And I said, no, 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 I really yeah, I want to give this to you, you know. I know you. it's obvious that you like them and stuff. And she said, oh, uh, and she's, I can't remember what she said exactly, but she mentioned something about her grants. And I said, well, you don't have to take it, but give it to your grandson. So she took it for him. <laughs> so the least I could have done for letting her on, you know, letting us on, on her farm or her ranch or whatever they call them out there. <laughs> so we uh, got the permission. We got the okay. So now it was, uh, now it's really go time. So we fired over there, and and they weren't in the field that we first saw them. They were kind of fighting actually, and we got some got got a pretty good look at these two toms fighting, and it was kind of cool to watch them do that. Oh yeah, they're they were duking it out out there. Yep, spurs up. So um, yeah, got the permission, and we kind of had to like refind them. Um, thankfully, they were just across the road and in the stuff that she owned still too. So or I guess another you know, gravel road. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the thing was like a driveway almost, but yep, yep. I kind of split that little area that they were in. Mm-hmm. And, um, because they kind of they disappeared behind that knoll, right? Kind of, yep. So then when they weren't there after we got the permission, it was kind of a kind of a panic mode. So we kind of drove around a little frantic trying to find them, and we, it didn't take too long. They were just across the road, and they had actually joined up with another gobbler. So there were three of them, which was cool. Um, and uh, we kind of just decided what, you know, what's the best option. Um, and we had uh, we had my Avinex Trophy Tom with that you can put a real fan in. And I said, well, I'm just going to try to go make a play. I'll sneak out there behind that. I've done it before. You know, I've done it only <laughs> it once. the only option we had. Right, right, exactly. Uh, done it only once before. But, uh, yeah, you just kind of crawl behind this thing and, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know sometimes they know you know something's fishy about this thing and they split and sometimes you can get on their nerves just enough to uh you know kind of get them angry at you and they come come yeah ready to fight so thankfully one of them one of them was wanting to fight and he peeled off from the two and came to kick my ass and that didn't really work out too good for him that was a that was the first bird that we got it worked out pretty good. So Yeah, um, that definitely boosted the morale. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it was tough there for a bit. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I I shot him. He probably got I let him, you know, get about forty yards away and dropped the decoy and he stuck his head up and I I, I shot him. Um and he started flopping, you know, right away. So I, I ran up there to him and it was raining, so I didn't want to be out there any longer, and I had to, and I was already soaking wet from crawling up to this, you know, crawling behind the decoy up to this thing. So I wanted to kind of get back to the truck and start drying out. And I went to grab his legs. As I did, <laughs> you know, I started picking up, and I maybe got half of his weight up, you know, off of off the off the ground, and he kicked again and sent one of his spurs right into my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> And right, uh, you know, you heard the gunshot, obviously, through uh, yeah. back at the truck. Yeah. So you came running out there to celebrate with me, and <laughs> I grabbed him and kind of met you halfway. And and you're like, "Holy smokes, you're bleeding!" And you know, my 
adrenaline was pumping, so I didn't really feel him cut me or anything, but I looked down and I was just pouring blood out of my thumb. And it yeah. it started swelling up right away. It almost looked like if you took half of a grape and like stuffed it under your skin, it was like <laughs> like that swollen and bleeding. I mean I think it probably could have used like a, you know, probably a single stitch, maybe two, um, like if you were to sew it up. But I mean, yeah, so he cut me pretty good. He got me back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was, I, yeah, I, I thought for sure. I thought for sure you'd want to go get some sort of attention, but I guess, guess not. Nah, it was good. Um, I mean, I know, I know enough about the, about the subject to, <laughs> <laughs> to know that it was okay. We just ran to a Dollar General and, you know, got some basic, first aid stuff and i had got an ace wrap and just put some pressure on it and i mean the swelling was down pretty much the next day so yeah it turned out pretty good anyway yeah i think that was the night after that i think we kind of boogied out of that forest yep yeah we kind of yeah kind of stayed one we got beat up in there it seemed like right right we kind of stayed that one night in the in that hotel that same hotel and decided that kind of a kind of a stale area um you know aside from that next day that next day i think was another it was a big wind day i mean yep. it was like 30 40 mile an hour winds just straight all day long so we figured you know might as well hop in the truck and see yep. some other stuff exactly so that's what we did got up uh not as early as we did the day before but you know a decent amount early just to get us on the road at a good time look for birds as right. they as they're flying down and yep just drove around and tried to find some more good stuff. And, uh, yeah, thankfully we did that because it turned out, you know, in the, in the long run, it turned out to be pretty good for us. Um, the next couple days we kind of drove around, dealt with more rain. Um, but, uh, we, we did find, um, one farm that we were driving past along the river that looked good. I mean, it looked really good. It was past your, um, big cottonwood trees, um, lots, you know, there was ag that was close to it and it, it looked, you know, it was a cornfield. So that's good. Right. So it kind of mm-hmm. had, in our opinion, it kind of had all the right ingredients to, to what they, you know, they got food, they got place to roost, they got water, you know, I guess yep. really what more do you need? But, you know, they had livestock in there. I mean, it was just, it was perfect. It looked like it was. Yep. So, um, you fired up your Onyx and found out who owned it. Um, so, and there was, a, you know, uh, there were a couple houses on the on the one one end of it. So we went pulled into the pulled into the driveway and knocked on the one door. And I guess it was just one of the help the guy who hauls for him um, drive you know yeah. drives truck and hauls cattle around for him. So he said, "No, you got to go talk to the manager. His name's Steve." So we um, drove across the road and up to Steve's driveway and knocked. Nobody was there. So, uh, kind of striking out, you know, and as we were, (laughs) as we were pulling out, you know, I feel, I feel like anytime we started to get down on that trip, like hang our heads and mope a little bit, something magically picked you up. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It was just time just right. Yeah. So yeah, we pulled out of his driveway and as we were pulling out, he was pulling in. So, kind of stopped and chatted with him about half an hour really nice guy and learned a lot about you know that area and um the farm that he managed and it was actually i mean we actually ended up getting getting fairly good friends with this guy um 
got his number and everything and, you know, just kind of chatted with him. And he said, yeah, uh, if you guys want to hunt, go ahead. You know, that, that spot you're talking about, you know, nobody's been over there at all this year. He said, I got some bulls in that pasture, so just be careful, keep your distance. And so we kind of knew where they were, and he kind of explained where they were. So we definitely didn't want to tango with those things. <laughs> yeah, those were some big, that was some big livestock that guy had. No doubt. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that next morning we had plans to get out there. Yeah. And we were, we kind of yeah. knew, I guess, where we were going to go. And so we parked, parked the truck kind of, you know, on the one road and just, it was still dark. So we kind of walked off and listening for him to gobble on the roost. And, uh, I thought I heard one, but I don't know if I ever did. <laughs> Turkeys, they, I don't know. If you, if you feel like you're going to hear a gobble, you probably do. And it's just <laughs> nature playing tricks on you or something. I don't know. Yeah, your mind, your mind get the best of you sometimes, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we sat down, quick set our decoys up, sat down and hunted that morning and nothing. We didn't hear, we heard one hen uh, talking a little yep. bit, but that was it. So bummed out again, we kind of went and we were pulling out and out of the hunt and I, I don't know maybe it was mid-morning and Steve was you know driving around we talked to him and told him we didn't hunt anything you know or didn't find anything to hunt and so he said uh yeah well touch base with me blah 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 tomorrow and you know but I think well that was was that the morning he wanted to meet us the next day at seven that's right yep that's right so yeah we, we hunt- hunted that afternoon that's right yep we set up on that road Yep. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I don't know. I th- I, it seemed like a good spot. I mean, there was, we had, there's this, this uh, I guess, just like a field road, I guess you'd call it. But it cut through the middle of these these trees, this big section of forest that, that was on the land. Yep. And uh, yeah. set some decoys on the road, figuring maybe, you know, if one's crossing the road way over there, it'll see us if it looks over. Right. If it's crossing, you know, the other other opposite direction, it'll see us. And yeah, there's a lot of visibility to that spot. Yep. And we had a really great hide. We sat underneath a cedar <laughs> tree and uh, kind of made a little blind with we cut some uh, just a little hand clipper. We cut some some cedar boughs and stuck them in front of us. So we were tucked in there pretty good. Um, apparently, I was sitting on a a tick nest because I killed like seven ticks that time. <laughs> we were just sitting there. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts yeah um but you got pretty lucky you had a pretty good uh pretty good incident there after i dropped you off to set up you remember that oh you found a shed oh that's right yeah right under that cedar tree yeah <laughs> yeah i completely forgot about that <laughs> sitting right there there it was for yeah. you so yeah we, we set our chairs after that didn't again didn't hear anything didn't see anything so i think we ran into steve yeah, that was, again that I was don't, a long sit too it, it was yeah I mean, we, that was all afternoon all you know into dark almost exactly but i think then did we run into steve again as we were pulling out i i don't know if we ran into him or if you messaged him that we we're going to try something different tomorrow that's right i think you that know, was it or scout or something and, and that's was, when he filled us in that's when it was raining too that next day so we said yeah, we're, the next day it was raining yeah, we don't really have a spot to go tomorrow. We didn't hear or see nothing in the 
in this forest we sat in. And so we're just going to kind of drive around a little bit and try to find somewhere. And, uh, as it turns out, um, this far or this ranch, I guess that, that he managed is, is 42,000 acres. So he's, it's gigantic. I mean, if you think, if you think about like a square mile, a square mile is 640 acres. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I yeah, still a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, I still cannot wrap my head around how big that place was. Like, well, that that river that river system you had five miles that you could hunt along that river system. Yep, yep. That they owned, oh. and we did. We walked it that one day too. I think yep. we kind of yep. walked it like midday or something, and tried to strike something up, and that just it just didn't seem like anybody was home around there. Right. Yeah, there was, there was some missing ingredient, and we couldn't really identify what it was. I mean, obviously yeah, it was yeah. turkeys, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it looked great. It did, but it can look as good as it needs to, and there ain't no turkeys, right? So you ain't gonna harvest any turkeys. So yeah, we kind of let him know we filled him in our plan and said that you know we're gonna drive around, I guess, tomorrow, and because it's gonna be raining again don't really have a place yep. to go. So we're just going to kind of look for him. And he says, well, well, before you do that, meet me out here about seven o'clock. And, uh, you know, I got somewhere to be after that, but I'll, you know, I'll show you kind of where I've been seeing him quick. We're like, holy smokes. <laughs> this guy's been holding out on <laughs> yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty great. There's two little, like, uh, kind of secluded woodlots on the other end I guess on the other side to the north of that highway that where we were hunting before yeah, it had the to previous be, day. That was probably a mile off the river. Yep. You know? Yep. The way the crow flies. And each of these little woodlots was probably two acres. One of it had like a yeah, little... nothing. Each of them had large. little calving areas or something, little feed stock area. I don't know yeah. what exactly you'd call them, but little barns with fencing areas. And first area he sh- or first spot he showed us, sure enough, there were you know turkeys there. Um, we saw four hens, I think, the first time we were there. Yep, and this, I think so. That was a yep. Then the second area closest to his house, um, we actually saw you know a decent sized flock, and um, so yeah, I guess that was a good a good plan for our next morning. Um, so yeah pretty much drove around that day tried to find a new area we went into some kind of like hilly areas with more pines trying to find some and we did end up finding some um asked permission you know tried to get permission and got shot down and a lot of those got shot down on yeah by that real grumpy that lady tough again. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that was another little tough patch of time <laughs> yeah yeah she kind of chewed our ass even just for asking which I guess yeah, right, it was rightfully definitely a strange encounter. Rightfully so. I mean, it's hers, but definitely not Minnesota nice like I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of the meaner knows. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, that next morning we kind of told him, yeah. I mean, and was that our last morning? It was our last morning. So yep. that was the second to last day. Second to last day. So yeah. The second to last day, we hit it hard trying to you know make anything work yep so yeah we uh kind of had a plan we flipped a coin um you won 
so you got to pick where we where you wanted to go you know out of the one of the two wood lots and you you picked one yeah we had roost we tried to roost them that night um so i don't know if we yeah i guess we flipped afterwards after we watched them that night yeah. that's right back at the hotel we put that we put that one group to bed yep and it was kind of a bummer the wood lot that they were hanging around all day it, you would yeah you would have thought they were going to roost there all like no yep. doubt no doubt those birds were going to roost there yeah but what happened but then they cleared, they cleared three quarters of a mile right in front of us as the sun's going down and they started you know they get out there and you're like no there's no way they're going to do it <laughs> you know it's just it's too late in the afternoon and they just kept moving 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 before you know it they're there yep in the other wood lot and that, that was another piece of property that you know that wasn't his yep so we were kind of getting a little nervous there yeah but yeah but talking to him you know it sounded like those birds moved back and forth you know kind of throughout right. the day so we were you know we yeah, they are, have a lot bigger range out there than what we're used to yeah we weren't totally out i guess so yeah that next morning um turned out to be pretty good i went to the the wood lot that i hunted that morning and um it was it was one of the more memorable turkey hunts that i've ever had probably if not the most memorable turkey hunt that i've ever had um got out there and i couldn't hear anything goblin but as i was getting out to where we had seen him the previous day and to set up my decoys i heard him i heard a tom gobble and i looked up and he was like maybe 150 yards 200 yards through the <laughs> woods and i could see him up there on yep. his roost kind of silhouetted you know beneath you know past the past the the darks you know it's not tar- totally dark the sun's starting to light up the the horizon a little bit but it was so cool just to see him up there goblin i like froze i was like oh shit what do i do so i <laughs> like snuck back a little bit to where i kind of the snuck you know backtracked a little bit and set up my decoys and like tried to bury myself along this this fence fence line into the weeds and if that joker didn't gobble 150 times man oh my gosh it was it was he was just on fire he was fired up there was a it was pretty close to a train track and every you know every there was a train that went by and it honked its horn and it it's like he hated it he just hated it like he was waking up waking <laughs> him up early every day and he was just pissed going to let him hear it about this you know, let that engineer hear about it to this morning but i heard him gobble eight different times in consecutive breaths so he'd like breathe breathe i mean he was just fired up <laughs> hammering away oh yeah he really was i mean that's the stuff you're looking for exactly yeah that, and it, then it at, worth it after a little while then his hens started kind of kind of yelping and squawking and it was fun i was talking with him and you know they'd answer me and i'd answer them and you know we were all just kind of talking which was pretty cool um heard like three hens fly down three or four hens fly down he flew down and then another hen flew down and like landed 20 yards in front of me and i just like froze didn't move didn't do nothing and it didn't have any idea I was there and it just kind of was off by itself. Wandered off. And I remember that morning it was really foggy. Um, God, it yeah. started to get really foggy. And as I couldn't see, I couldn't see a hundred feet in front of me. Yikes. Yeah. It was definitely not as, not as thick where I was, but 
sun was kind of starting to come up, excuse me, come up behind me. And, um, it was so cool. Like the first time I saw him, he just kind of appeared through the fog. I could see him all strutted up and the, the sun was hitting him through the fog. I mean, it was just like a, just a perfect combination. I mean, I'm glad that we hunted separate because of how our hunts turned out, but I, I really wish you were there just, you know, just to see it and take picture. You know, I know you love taking pictures just as much as you like hunting and shooting them, but, uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. Um, he kind of was hanging around his four, these four group of four hens and they just kind of sat there and preened a little bit and he, you know, gobbled around them for about five minutes and then finally decided it was come to time to come over and uh, take a look at my Jake decoy with this hen and the rest was history. Um, yeah, super cool hunt. I was done by seven 30. My hands were so cold. It was pretty cold that morning. Um, oh God. Yes. My hands were just so cold as, you know, as soon as I heard him fly down, I took my gloves off just so I could get ready. So my hand, I mean, it was, I don't know, you know, you know how my hands are. They're just not, they're not working hands like yours. I can't take the cold like you can. <laughs> uh, I just don't have arthritis yet. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, shot him and packed out, and I called Steve. He said, let me know how you do in the morning. So I called him right away and met me back at the house. Um, he gave us, he gave right then, he gave us a couple of, couple of pocket knives with the, uh, with the ranch name on them, which was pretty cool. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, so we had those to kind of, kind of remember, a little token, I guess. But yeah, I told him where you were hunting, and he said, "Yeah, he's still." I told him he's still hunting, so he said, "Well, let's let's go take a look up at the monument." So we drove up to this uh, the monument where the landowner, the previous landowner, I guess he's it's a group of uh, three or four brothers that owns this ranch, and the the oldest brother had died, so they made this monument for him, and it's it was a big steel structure, big arch. And it was uh, 12 feet tall and 12, 12 feet uh, wide at the basis. And it had plaques, you know, with some quotes on it that people that were close to this this landowner, um, you know, it had memorable quotes or maybe like uh, Steve wrote about his uh, the, that landowner's vision. So anyway, there are eight different quotes up there, but I had to, I had to laugh about one of them I pointed out. <laughs> it said, in quotes, it said, don't ever tell that son of a bitch who pissed in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, had a, they definitely had a good sense of humor oh, out there. They sure did. And for, I asked him, I said, what's, what's going on with that, that, that plaque? He said, uh, it was, he, the landowner wore a black, a black hat and a bunch of other, the other cowboys wore white hats. So they always go back and forth, giving each other shit about what color hat they wore and stuff. And finally they were, they were boozing it up one night, he said, and one of the one of the cowboys pissed in his black hat. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was pretty cool though. Yeah, um, and then in the center yeah. in the center of the monument, there was a a stone that they had put a time capsule under a time capsule underneath. And he said, "You would not believe the amount of hundred dollar bills that are in that time capsule." I said, "What do you? Why is there money under there?" <laughs> I figured it was like, I don't know if he was taking it to, you know, to the afterlife or, you know, like Egyptians are due what the heck. Yeah. But he said, yeah. he said, it's all the, all the bets that he won that people still owed him on. <laughs> 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 and the, so the guy that wrote the plaque about, uh, 
the one guy, whoever it was, pissing in his hat, he when they were finally, you know, the landowner died and they were making that time capsule, he handed Steve an envelope and said, here, I want you to put this in there. He said, well, what's, okay, what is it? And he goes, you know, it wasn't a $100 bill or nothing like that. And he said, it's the name of the guy that pissed in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. He, uh, right before Good we stuff. left, yeah, right before we left there to, you know, to go, uh, when I went to go pick you up, um, he said, before we leave, go open that, that old wooden box over there. It was right underneath the right underneath the arch and opened it up. You know, I crawled under the cattle fence and opened it up. There's a bottle of Crown in there. And he said, yeah, this guy, he was landowner. He was a big, he was a big drinker. He liked to have a good time. So anytime anybody comes up here, we always take a pull out of the bottle. <laughs> so <laughs> eight 8.30 in the morning here, Steve and I, Steve and I are, tipping this bottle of crown back taking a nip off of it but <laughs> when in rome i i hope they i hope when i die you do something similar for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool yeah was really cool so after that um i pretty much turned and burned over to you uh it was we had planned to leave at 9 or 9 30 9 30 we were good was go time yep pack up so came over to you and uh was just kind of gonna pick you up so why don't you tell us tell me uh tell us i guess a little bit about the hunt that you had uh so mine started matt dropped me off kind of had a luckily that day i don't think we had to weasel in through the tracks did we nope we're able to cross yeah, right away yeah able to, yeah we crossed right in otherwise we had to kind of take this detour around that's that's pretty beat up by the all the rain and traffic but he get dropped me off. I walk in. We saw this. It was off that cedar point that they kind of busted off of, you know, the night before to head over to that uh, woods where they were roosting. That was like, you know, three quarters of a mile. I think we put it into the onyx and did, you know, this little line distance on it. And yep. So we figured, you know, if they did it that late at night. They'd probably do it again in the morning. And I walked. I think you dropped me off off that point of that little two acre woods because we weren't sure maybe if something was on the back side and roosted in there you know quite what the deal was so yep kind of parked me off there and i kind of walked around that it was like a pivot track almost that they had out there and i walked around that got down to that cedar point and set up in there had a nice little dead cedar tree i could you know pull over and there's tumbleweeds out there too that you could kind of make a blind out of and perfect put that together and uh seemed like as soon as that sun came up the fog set in and i mean it was <laughs> it was nasty fog i yeah. couldn't see i don't think i could see 100 feet for the first few hours wow honestly you could, you could hear them though couldn't you through through you the fog oh absolutely yeah. they were sitting out in that woods where they roosted the night before and even like at that distance you could just hear them hammering away out mm -hmm. there i think i figured there was about two maybe three in there there's definitely two toms in there for sure, but okay. Yeah, I sat there. How long? I sat there till nine o'clock, I think. Yep. Kind of, you know, they got down, they shut down a little bit, and as that fog, it kind of come and go a little bit. And I think it was probably right around nine. I finally saw like a head kind of moving, and I think that's about when you got done with Steve over there and started headed in. But by that time, you had to drive down that track. Yep weren't able just to shoot through 
which actually worked out pretty nice. It did. Because I think when you're cutting down that track, the fog like literally just lifted as you pulled in. And I, uh, I think I, you text me or I text you and I was like, you know, you seeing anything, you know, because we're thinking about packing up almost at this point. Right. And I saw a glimpse of that hen, you know, just prior. And I think what you sent me like, uh, hold on, sit still or something. Yeah. yeah like, Cause oh, you, you, you texted me and you said, yeah, you texted me and said, can you see that hen way out there? And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. Coming right for you. <laughs> sit tight, hold still and sit tight. So yeah. I mean, you could see her coming right at you. I was like, yep. Yeah, there was one little, there was a little fence line out there that they had to clear to get to me. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous. I was like, you know, I couldn't get out there because there's no cover. So I'm like, well, you know, hopefully they cross the fence. So when you say, I've when you say, the horror stories. when you say, that? What, to interrupt you here, you said they, so that hen, what did she have with her? With her? That hen had a tom with her. Yeah, perfect. Yep. We had a nice, nice little pair there, but, uh, yeah, I was really nervous about that fence though. Cause you, you hear all the horror stories of, you know, they'll, they'll hit like a fence or they'll hit like a wood log and they'll just strut back and forth down the stupid thing. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know why, I don't know why, but guys talk about it. Yeah. Turkeys are turkeys. Well, they, that little hen bombed under that. And I saw her right away. I, I couldn't see the Tom at this point, but I knew, like you said, it was coming. So I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> hopefully he's following pretty close. And she kind of came hammering through there. She just dived right under and she kind of ran in straight at me and then kind of 45 off for my decoy. And she just started beating on that thing. And I've never seen that before. <laughs> that thing was all amped up. And then that Tom, that Tom was probably... 20 yards behind her. So she pulls in, she's, you know, doing her thing, just beating on this. He kind of, it seemed like to me, he hung up and started like, you know, kind of strutting out there a little bit as he got under the fence and got about halfway to me. But I mean, once you watch a video, he, he never stopped. Right. Right. It was probably more, your, down. probably more your adrenaline and your, you know, right. you're right. processing Everything. things a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. But he kind of, you know, he kind of, he was out there. He was probably, I don't know, 7,500 yards, and he's at, you know, full strut. He tucks in and just starts running, full run, <laughs> dead out sprint. She's just sitting over there beating up my decoy, and he comes in. He didn't waste no time on that Jake decoy. He just starts hammering on that. And that's that's when we ended it. Yeah, exactly. I have his fun. I got to see an awesome show. and Yeah. It was you pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty it was cool because I was driving down along the train tracks there on that on that road, and um, I kind of I could see your decoys way off. And I mean, it was probably I don't know if I were to it had guess. To be about a mile. Yeah, it was pretty close. It was probably three quarters of a mile. It was about it the was same distance. Yeah, but I I grabbed your camera from the back, and I was able to zoom in and kind of rest it on the window and get some far off footage of this i mean it it's it was pretty cool to see that oh yeah that was, that was incredible yeah so i got to see that and it was uh like i said before we had planned to leave at 9 30 and you shot that sucker at 9 15 yeah so it was yeah i mean it it truly was <laughs> a bottom of the ninth walk walk off like oh yeah home team just ends it you know in a walk-off home run so yeah that was that was pretty crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, we yeah we got I we got real lucky. We split up that morning and it worked out the way it worked out. Right. Yep. Yeah, got some good pictures and you know we we gave Steve a call, let him let him know how we did, and got to break in our new pocket knives and clean some birds. So. <laughs> Yeah, it, it turned out. Yeah, it, it was definitely a trip of ups and downs and yep, yep. battling weather and you know, we never I've never been in Nebraska in my life. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah, and it's uh yeah, it's pretty rewarding to you know, to to go to a state that you've never been to and kind of, you know, break it down, use what you know from hunting back home and take it there and kind of figure it out. So yeah, that was really cool. Yep. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, glad I got to do it with you. Yeah. Um, one other thing I kind of want to talk about, the first bird that I shot, um, I used, I guess it's a a technique, I guess they call it reaping or fanning a turkey. And kind of right now there's, you know, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a, a, bit of a, a bit of a hot ticket item, maybe I guess you'd call it that, but there's there's kind of some people that don't really, don't really like it. And some people that, you know, don't mind doing it. Obviously I don't mind doing it cause I, I, I did it, but I, I want to, yeah. I want to, I guess I want to ask you what your thoughts are on that, on that technique. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's legal hunting and, you know, guys want to do it. You can do it. And yep. I, I personally, it's not quite my style, I guess, but sure. Um, it's definitely cool and i think guys get a big rush out of it for sure but yep yep i guess one thing one thing they talk about is that you know it uh kind of it kind of triggers that bird and, and almost like gets him gets him so fired up that he he can't help not to come in so it, people i don't know if they people they see it as easier you know an easier bird to kill right um but I don't know, I guess. I think the current debate over it now is that, you know, <clears throat> guys reaping are tending to draw on the more dominant birds. Sure. Is I think why guys are getting kind of worked up over it. And then, you know, you're killing off your dominant birds earlier in the season, say. And then you have the whole mess of figuring out the higher, you know, hierarchy before yep. those hens are now getting bred. Yep, exactly. Those, those, uh those breeding toms are trying to figure out their pecking order while yep. they should be breeding. Yep. And that kind of leaves, leaves, uh, unbred, unbred hens, you know, to be bred. And, you know, obviously if an unbred hen's not going to create any Turkey, you know, new turkeys for next right. year. So right. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, well, guess, I mean, depending on everybody's, you know, you know, different populations and season structures and, I don't know. I think I think a lot of guys that are upset about it are usually like from the southern states and sure. you know, where their populations aren't doing so well. Yeah, and I feel that they white guys are getting more worked up about it in right. certain areas. Right. Yeah, but, I don't. My I guess I guess where I sit on, and we were kind of talking about this about you know a little bit more about it last week, and I yep. I said to you I said, Native Americans dressing up in wolves hides and crawling around hunting bison wasn't what made the bison go you know the american buffalo it wasn't what made those that population completely wipe out 
You know, right. so just because you're dressing up to look like, you know, play some, the part, play the part, you know, to look like another animal isn't what's killing that animal. I mean, yes, it is, but not, you know, that's not the bottom line. There's more, there's bigger pieces to the more puzzle that are killing, problem. killing the wild turkey than, you know, a hunter. And like I said, Absolutely. there's nothing easy, you know, people say that it's easy. There's, I'll tell you what, there's nothing easy. <laughs> there ain't nothing easy about it. <laughs> belly crawling 300 yards behind a, you know, behind a plastic fan decoy, you know, plastic with decoy with a fan, hands. with a shotgun in your hands through the, th- through the wet grass. <laughs> there's nothing easy about it. So uh, like I said, the 15% of the people, you know, that hunters that are going to get out of the turkey, out of their pop-up blind and do that, I don't think that's what's killing the turkey, you know? Right. Um, and that's the other thing, you know, this, the state's giving you a, a tag. You know, not everybody, you know, not every tag they get out, obviously, is, is, is a successful harvest. But if you don't want dead turkeys, don't give out tags. Like, I think right. it's just as plain and simple as that, you know? Maybe yep. use the bio, you know, use the biologists' information that are that are working for you, and take their their population and counts and their habitat research and everything that they're that they work on, and use that into consideration. I don't right. Know, that's just that's kind of how I see it. I mean, the two yeah. the two times that I have tried it have 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 yielded two successful hunts. So <laughs> I mean it. <clears throat> But it's not easy. It I don't I don't care who who will tell me it's easy. It's not. I mean I'll race you a belly crawl you know, belly crawl race three hundred yards across an alfalfa field <laughs> with me and then we'll we'll see how it goes, <laughs> you know. Well I'll try to stay hidden all at the same time, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that, that, that turkey oh, that's he's he's still got eyes, he's still, you know, capable of, of yeah. running away. So whatever. Yeah, it's uh I don't uh it's not the only, you know, not the only way I hunt. And I think that's where maybe it's a little bit more of an issue is that when, when people, that's the only way that they hunt. Um, right. So I don't know. It, it's a, a, a topic that's, we can talk about maybe later. You know, it's a, it's people see both right, you know, both right and left sides of that. So I don't know. It's a, it's kind of cool to talk about it and see other people's, what people think about it and if they've tried it and, whatever yeah whatever yeah, the, i don't know the other thing that they had in that article was that <clears throat> there wasn't a whole lot of science on it you know what i mean they can't really prove you know that this reaping is actually killing you know doing more damage than what people claim and sure you know they just don't have science quite yet but sure um, that's something they work on yep yep especially states with you know lacking populations right decreasing right. and it's you know it's actually illegal you cannot do it in certain states i think tennessee was one of them and and for good reason i you know i think maybe if a state were to you know if they were to think about that they could maybe you know outlaw on 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 public hunting grounds where you know there's other you know joe blow hunter from the cities is you know down here doing the same thing we might sneak up on each other um I can see where that might be a little more dangerous. Um, you know, well, you're, people were, yeah, people were getting shot be- behind him, you know, a couple of years ago and sure. stuff. Yeah. I mean, and it I makes sense. Bojo started putting orange flashers on there. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So maybe, you know, in the, on the public grounds, maybe you could, you know, make rules or laws that would outlaw it there. But 
I mean, we're private ground where you know who's hunting, you know, that, that property owner or whoever, land manager, whatever, they know who's out there. So right, right. maybe it'd be a little, a little bit more uh, practical, I guess, on, on private land, which, which yeah, yeah it's sense. definitely a hot topic. And I think you're going to hear, you know, you're going to hear a lot more about it here in the future and pricey states making moves on it because yep. guys are, you know, guys are talking about it and yep. Yep. hopefully they do the right thing for whatever their deal is. Definitely. Cool. So, uh, I guess that, that was Nebraska right after we, uh, got back from, we, we got back from Nebraska. I had to work a couple days, but you, uh, you jumped right into your season. We had, uh, we both drew, uh, season three or season C in, in Wisconsin. So you were pretty much able to jump right in. How, how was your season Wisconsin back home been going? Um, it's been good. We got, you know, we got a few birds that we got kind of figured out as much as you can figure out a wild turkey, I guess. But, (laughs) um, I kind of been running out of time with, you know, farming and doing other things. And, but, uh, it's, you know, it's been good. I got out there a couple times, but it kind of, you know, it's kind of tough when you come back, you know, you spend a whole week in Nebraska and then you come back and you don't really know what's going on around home for for the last week. So you kind of got to you know, figure out their patterns and where you got birds, where you don't have birds and all that stuff. But I think I kind of got them figured out as of now, but, uh, you know, I might do, I might do the final season here just cause you know, I'd like to get one here, but yep. if I don't, you know, it's not the end of the world either. Right. Yeah. But cool. You have there's any... a lot of, there's a lot of time that goes into chasing one. That's for sure. Have you had any, uh, memorable hunts this so far and back in Wisconsin this spring? No, not, not this spring. No. Okay. Yeah. I was, like I mentioned too, I was, I was back, back towards the in-laws, you know, your, your family's farm back there this, this past spring. Yeah. And, um, uh, I had a group of six jakes and a couple hens mustering around, but then the last morning I was able to hunt the Sunday before I had to go back. I had one that was kind of, kind of gobbling about 200 yards through the woods where I was sitting and, um, he just never, never came out of the woods, never wanted to show himself. So he, yeah, those guys, those guys have been giving her over there for a while and they've kind of had a tough season this year. It sounds yep. like, yeah, yeah. They always have a good luck. It sounds like cousin Zach shot one and uncle John had a shot at a couple, but uh, <laughs> I guess they were too far out or whatever reason he didn't end up with one, one in his pack. But, um, yeah, it's a, I guess kind of been tough. I I got that was the closest I got. He was maybe like I said, two hundred yards goblin through the woods, and never wanted to came out wise old rascal. It definitely seems like there was a good Jake crop this year though, because I've been seeing there's a lot of Jakes hanging around. That's good. That's good. What we so need. Maybe next year will be nuts. Who knows? Yep. Yeah, that'd be good. There's definitely a few nice gobblers though too. You know, they're hanging around yet. Yep. Yep. A lot of them survived, which is good too. Yeah, they had a pretty pretty mild winter last last this past winter which is good yeah Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of snow i think that's really what gets them yeah that that snow cover gets hard on them but yeah can't get down to the feed they're a pretty tough bird exactly well cool man anything else you want to talk about or mention i i don't think so cool yeah i think that pretty much pretty much wrapped it up i i was I'm glad to get on here and talk about our, our trip. It's fun to fun to listen yeah, back at these and kind of, you know, 
reminisce. Reminisce a little bit. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, man. Well, keep us posted on how the rest of your season goes. And if you end up going this last season, it'd be cool to cool for you to tag out in your home, home ground. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll have more to talk about for yeah. that one. All right, dude. Take it easy. Talk to you later. <laughs> yep. Thank you.